Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Love is important. God commanded us to love Him and love our neighbors as ourselves. Love is not an option. Love is command. But the question is, what is love? How can we love one another? Is that the Hollywood, mo- Hollywood movie love or is it a love song love? Now, some people say love is transactional. You love so that you re- uh, that person loves you so that you love that person back. Or love is conditional that you love because that person is kind to you and that person is beautiful. But if the person loses its beauty and if that person is not kind to you or that person turns back on you, then you don't have to love that person anymore. It's a conditional. Or love is temporary or instant that you can love that person for six months or two years, but how can you love that person forever? You know, love grows cold in ways, so you can find somebody else, a new person to love. Is that the definition of love the Bible is talking about? So I want us to look at what the Bible says, what God says about love. Love is so significant, so we cannot get away from it, we cannot pass it, but we need to learn it, learn from what the Bible says, and then we need to do it. We need to com- we need to obey this love. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, love does not brag, it is not arrogant, it does not act disgracefully, it does not seek its own benefit, it's not provoked, does not keep an account of a wrong suffered, it goes it does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, it keeps every confidence, it believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. There are two aspects of love here, positive or negative. Each aspect have seven characteristics. So let's look at one by one. The positive aspect has seven. Patient, love is patient, kind, rejoices with the truth, bears, believes, hopes, and endures all things. Whereas the negative aspect has uh, seven. Jealous, arrogant, act unbecomely, seek its own, provoked, keep an account of wrong suffered, rejoice in unrighteousness. So in this passage, I can draw two things. As you look at all this negative, positive aspects of love, two things that we need to remember is this. Love comes from God. Love is from God. And the second one is, love is not from us. Love is not from human. Now, Apostle Paul has dealt with a lot of problem occurred in the church of Corinth. As we saw that uh, there was a lust problem, there was a sexual immorality prevailing in the church of Corinth. And also, there was a comparison issue. There are some spiritual gifts, and then but people were comparing to each other like, my spiritual gift is better than yours, and your spiritual gift is nothing, so I feel superior superior to you, and you must, be feel, uh, you must feel shameful about that. And also, there was a greedy problem that some people were eating more bread and more wine than the other people. So all kinds of all kinds of problems contributed to the division in the church and Paul was addressing that issue that you should not do that. But what is the answer to all those problems? The answer is love. 
Now, the, the sad thing is, sad reality is, that problem that Paul was saying was not the problem of the church 2,000 years ago only, but we see that problem as well in 2023 as well. Greedy, lust, comparison, they exist in so many places, not only outside of the church, but also inside of the church. That is the problem. So the answer to the problem is the love we must love one another. If we truly love one another, then greedy, lust, and all the comparison problem would not exist there. But again, how is it even possible? Where? Where can we find this love? Number one is this. Love comes from God. Now let's look at today's passage again. It says, love is patient and love is kind. Wait a minute. We see the kind of people, even non-Christians are kind. So how can we just say this is only, you know, Christian love? And But we need to think in, in the context here. Look at all these characteristics here. Not just the kind, but also it's not jealous. Let's put it together. Now, if, if someone is very kind, very nice, and that person always smiles, and uh, everyone feels so welcomed and warm, and that's all good but do you really know what's going in what's going on inside of the person let's say you are a kind person but can you really say that every day not just one day but every day your heart is peaceful when someone let's say you have rival or you have coworker or you have friend but that person promotes is promoted much higher than you or in the better position um, but you uh, your heart is becoming like kind of jealous and uh, you feel like uh, discouraged about your current situation, you know, do, don't you? Uh, I mean, everyone has some problem, weakness in the heart. Even though we say um, really nice things to other people, we smile uh, other to other people outside, but inside, you know, there can be so many things going on. It will be very complicated. We're all messed up somehow. Why? Because we are not perfect. So love is, again, we're going to touch on that later, but the love comes from God because God is perfect. And the first John chapter 4 says God is love. God first loved us so that we love Him. So the love comes from God. You know, kind, not jealous, not just this, but also love is patient. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. Now, where do you see this example? We see this perfectly in God himself, in Jesus Christ, that Jesus humbled himself. I mean, he did not have to do that because he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he did not have to sacrifice himself to come down to this filthy world and to dwell among the sinners, but not to mention that dying on the cross, the most worst Horrible, the punishment for all time for ours, for sinners. He didn't have to do that. But why did he do that? Because he was kind, truly kind. And he was very patient. But he did not want to record the wrongdoings because he died for our sins. So all these characteristics were summed up in Jesus' sacrifice for us, His love for us. God sent His only Son. He did not have to do it, but He did it. Why? Because He loves us so much with these godly characteristics. So love comes from God. Only with God, this love is possible. The seven, seven uh, things that we listed all perfectly mingled together. 
in God. So we need to look for and we need to depend on God himself for this kind of love. Love is from God. But also we need to know that love is not from us. Now if you go back to uh, negative here, that we see that love is not jealous, love is not arrogant, love does not act unbecomingly, love does not seek its own, love is not provoked, love does not keep an account of wrong suffered, and love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. But let's just stop right here just for a moment. Um, how many times we rejoice in unrighteousness? Now, we don't have to teach our children um, not to uh, to eat from the uh, the candies or all the uh, the junk food that that can hurt their bodies. I mean, they just love it naturally. They crave for it, and we have so many. We have the tendency of loving all kinds of immoralities and greedy things. We have a sinful nature. It's not just the sin coming out from our nature, but we have that nature that has been corrupted. So we, by nature, crave for unrighteousness. We rejoice with it. So that is us, who we are. So how can we have love from ourselves? We cannot really love with our own power. You know, I mentioned about the conditional and instant love. Let's say, you know, even in the marriage, people can be very transactional. Like, I love my wife because she makes me happy, feel happy. And if you look at very carefully, if you listen to that very carefully, it's it sounds like you're loving the person, but actually it is really for you. It is self-centeredness, self uh, greediness that you love that person really because of yourself. So you are really loving yourself. It is a, it is really um, uh, seeking its own. If you if you go back to this passage here, that you are seeking its own selfish love. Selfish love is not love at all. Now, and also uh, even um, in the. You know, friends relationship, friendship, we also can say, you know, I I love my friend because they f I don't feel lonely anymore because of my friends. It sounds really good. I mean, we definitely need, uh, don't get me wrong, we need friends. But sometimes, or many times, we are kind of using our friends to satisfy my loneliness, my feeling, so that I, will not feel, I don't have to feel loneliness anymore. It's all about me. It's about me. It's for me. It's a self-love. So it is not really loving other people. We're using others to gratify our desire for, uh, for our own appetite. So that is not really true love. So that because of our sinful nature, our uh, selfishness inside of us, we cannot expect love from us. Love does not come from us. So we don't, we should not, we must not be confused by that because sometimes we think that we can sacrificially love other people. But deep inside, if we are depending on ourselves, our love is not true love. It is the twisted love so that we cannot truly love other people because there could be something, the wrong motivation inside of us. So we have to recognize our weakness, our sinfulness, so that what the answer is, we need to depend on God Himself alone because love comes from God. So how should we live? 
How should we truly obey and love like God did? Let me give you some um, the uh, examples in that we need to love in our life. We cannot just talk about it. Love is not a concept, but the love is an act. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8 clearly says, God demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is a strong, very powerful verse. Even though we are still sinners, God was patient. God is kind. God loves us sacrificially. But he did not just say it, that I love you, but he showed it with action. What was his action? He sacrificed. He sent his only son to die for our sins. That is the love the Bible is talking about. It's not enough to say it, but we need to show it. How can you show it? We need to show in our lives. What is the best place? I think it's a family. Now, we see so many broken families in the world right now. It doesn't matter whether it's Asia or Africa or America, individual culture or communal culture. We see the problem, agonies and angers and all kinds of problems going on, especially starting from family between a husband and wife and parents and children. Now, if you truly love one another as Christ loved us, then this problem would not exist. Because there's seven these characteristics of love, whether it's uh, um, the uh, positive or negative, if we truly obey this love, then uh, the problem would not be there anymore. Husband need to sacrifice themselves to love their wives, just as just like in Ephesians chapter five. But also the uh, hus- or the wives must submit themselves to their husband as Christ- as church submits to the head the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Now, the parents and children, you know, parents must not provoke their children to anger, but they need to discipline their children with the Word of God, and the children need to obey their parents. You know, sometimes the parents may not meet the expectation of these children. However, no matter, regardless of what kind of people we are, we need to have the basic respect and uh, the trust and love for these people. Because if you do not obey your parents that you can see, how can you obey God whom you cannot see? Now, this uh, family relationship is very, very important because we can practice, we can show what we really truly believe, what we really know about love. Now, the, uh, even among Christian families, we see the abuse and sometimes, you know, we can't see a lot, a lot of different issues that are happening. So that must be stopped. If you're a father, if you're a mother, then please discipline your children with the love of Christ, with the Word of God. If your children obey your parents as you obey the Lord God. And also, husband and wife, love one, love one another sacrificially because you are one body. We talked about one body of Christ Jesus in First Corinthians chapter 12. There is no comparison. There is no hatred of one another because you are part. You are one. You cannot separate yourself. So you suffer together and you, you uh, do everything together. So do it together between as a husband and wife. And also, in the church, we need to practice this love. Again, the, a lot of people think the church is country club. They come, uh, they come and go, and they meet together for just for one hour on Sunday. That is not church. 
the Acts chapter 2 clearly portrays the true church. True church met together 24-7 every day. Now we cannot really do it physically because of the work and the situation, but realistically, spiritually, we're all connected together. So when someone suffers that we need to suffer, we need to cry out together. When someone is honored, we need to honor, we need to be rejoicing together. Instead of rejoicing in unrighteousness, or unrighteousness we need to rejoice with the truth in Christ Jesus. That is what really church is. Do not compare one another, compare to one another, but just be faithful to the calling that God has given and edify, encourage one another, meet together, pray together on a daily basis, whether it's uh, uh, through uh, Zoom or uh, in person, whatever that is, try to encourage one another. You can send a text message to someone in your church with a very genuine heart, not to get something from that person, but with the genuine love as Christ gave himself for you. He's not expecting anything from you. He did it all because of, because of his love for you. Likewise, we need to love unconditionally together between one another. So, love is practical, love is an action, but that is not coming from us, but that should come from God. So, how is it even possible? If you are not a Christian, no matter how kind person, loving person you are, you need to surrender your life to God because love that you are trying to show right now is not true love. True love only comes from God, so you need to become born again. Remember the story of Moses. Moses was passionate for his country, his people, so he tried to save his countrymen. However, he failed it when he was 40 years old. So God allowed him another 40 years for Moses, come to, Moses to come to end of his life so that he had nothing on his pocket, he had no um, you know, ability, but God used Moses, that humble Moses, to save people out of Egypt with God's love. So likewise, that's the principle that we need to do, that we need to humble ourselves, lay down ourselves, we need to be full of God. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, when you are full of God, the love will flow out of you, but that love is coming from the Lord. It is God's love through you so that you can truly serve others, you can be kind, uh, you can be uh, patient, you can endure, so that we need to come to the Lord, we need to depend on Him. That is what it really means to be born again. You need to be born again as a new person. You need to be saved by the grace of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will become a new person. You will become a new creature. You will become His ambassador to reflect His love to the world. And John 13, 34, 35, it clearly says, when we love one another, the world will know, the world will know that we are His disciples so that it will be even evangelistic uh, impact for the world as well. So we need to love one another with God's love. So worship the Lord, be full of the Holy Spirit, and depend on Him and love one another as He commanded, as He designed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You, we praise You for teaching us about true love. Father, we confess to You that uh, we cannot love with our own love. There is no power in us. So, Father, please help us and guide us so that we can love one another as you commanded us. And uh, I pray that those who are not um, 
those who do not know you yet, I pray that you or Holy Spirit would really open their eyes and open their ears so that they can see you, they can hear you, and they'll be drawn to you so that they will be filled with your love so that they can love others as well so that more people would come to know you. Father, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.